0: The following podcast may be explicit. It may contain references to and examples of bodily functions. It may also contain infantile humor and profane language. It may also contain some useful information about the tabletop RPG hobby. If you find any of these things offensive, stop listening now. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Eye for an eye, the way that we roll. rolling, and we got some more bass requiring a toll we will shock you, we will all you, you would never understand, all the hurt never falls you, opportunity attack, what's that bitch? I got a big neck scratcher, you a bad edge, you a weak bite, like a free bite, and we'll Thank you for joining us for season <laughs> 15, fifteen, episodes nine. Let's talk about the stage here, Good yeah. Of Happy Jack's RPG podcast. My name is Stu.
1: This is Gene. This is
0: Stork, and this is Jib. And we have one week until our game convention. <laughs> dun dun dun. And uh, sorry, we were, we didn't do the show live yesterday, Friday evening. That was a ruse that we had to uh, play to do a surprise party for Stork's birthday. Yeah, uh, birthday yesterday. Yes, uh, yeah, me and Jack Kirby share a birthday. I'd like to think the party was really for Jack Kirby.
2: Well, for those kids didn't out, show. For those of you kids out there who don't know Jack Kirby is, go buy a comic book from the 60s and 70s. He, chances <laughs> are he did them, because he did them all.
1: He's the lantern jaw.
2: The guy with the forced perspective, and he had all yeah. the weird... He drew aliens and gods, like, really weird. And crack, the, the Kirby crackles, like, the little dot of energy explosions, they're all like, yeah, you'd, you'd recognize the style. Kirby crackles. He, Kirby crackle. I know. Now you learned a word.
0: The Kirby crackle. All right
3: nice
0: happy birthday Stork thank you so the um, convention next weekend September 4th 5th 6th and 7th Hilton LAX Hotel we will be there and running games are you running anything I'm not
1: running I'm playing
0: all the games you're running Zombie
4: Mall I'm running uh, Johnny Quest Zombie Mall and Dark Planet
0: and they're full yeah okay well, except you, you're not—you not, not filling all the way up, though, right?
4: No, actually, they are all—they are they filled are, okay. all the
0: way up. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. I, I think you have one spot in uh, Zombie Mall because they. You told him he could take off. Right, and
4: then he backed it down, and there were three. So there's actually one spot in Zombie Mall oh, okay. that's available.
1: Sign up for alts, though, on full games because frequently people rearrange their schedules. So
2: Or they double book themselves, which yep. seems to happen sometimes. Well, yeah, I signed up for a couple of games because I wasn't sure which one I wanted. I'm like, it, right. you, you can't do that. You can't do it online.
4: No. Oh, okay. No, but at
1: the con, you can sign in as an well, alt because they right.
4: you have and, and a lot of times, somebody will get to the mall and go, hey, I didn't see that game. I want to do that one. And they'll right. switch out, so.
1: They're
0: saying Stork's and frozen. Stork's f- frozen? Oh, yeah, frozen. Oh, his camera's frozen. Aha!
1: my freeze ray worked!
2: I don't know <laughs> if I can do anything about it. It'll unfreeze itself at some point.
0: It might. It is might it not. just me? Is it me stuck in some weird... No, you're looking down. Oh, okay. Like this. very stoic, actually. It's a typical pose for me. It is. <clears throat> um, first email is from Jeff. <clears throat> oh, if you'd like to listen to the show live, you can listen to Happy Jack's RPG at... G- oh, no, sorry. Happy Jack's... Dot org slash live if you want to hear the show we're going to be doing it, uh, it we'll be at the convention Saturday at 8 p.m uh, pacific time uh, we'll be doing a show that's what September 5th um, and you'll be able to I, I, I don't know if we can stream because the internet
4: We've never had much, much luck no. with streaming live. Now they're putting
2: the us in a different room this time. It's actually up above like it, we're not in the basement anymore, so we might have better internet up there. Maybe. It's actually That's an strange. actual functioning conference room, not no, like pro- the overflow of storage
0: yeah, room. The problem is you need I need quite a bit of up bandwidth. Yeah, to their do
1: wi it. their Wi Fi is not it not is. <clears throat> the best. I need like,
0: like a, like a Wi Fi. Like a like a megabit
2: of up. And I don't think... I I can only assume, because the conference rooms for businesses, that they actually have decent Wi-Fi in them, but I. that's just an assumption it's on my part. It's all going to be down. That's true. If they yeah. do
0: have good Wi-Fi, it's all going to be down. No one has good... Oh, yeah, is the Paris Hilton Hotel.
4: Their, their Wi-Fi is not spectacular.
0: And it's yeah. really awful in the basement.
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where yes.
0: it's like a Faraday cage. Yes, it really was. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then after this weekend, the next... Friday night and the, and the Friday night after that. Um, and then I'm not sure if we're going to switch to Saturdays or Fridays. But uh, yep. We're going to keep them guessing. Yeah. we got more parties. I'm trying to, to bump it around because people in different time zones want to be able to listen. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: That's cool.
0: Um,
2: first uh, email. Uh, yeah. yeah. good. No, no. I was just going to say, I, I was listening live, but also remember
0: to check the forums as well. Lots of good stuff happening there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you want to email us, email us at happyjacksrpg at com. You can do that too, uh, and the the uh, our vampire actual play started. We have the first episode is up. Um, mm-hmm. and it, uh, uh, any any rules corrections you can put on the forum or address to Tim at HappyJacks org. <laughs> <coughs> it turns out we did a bunch of things wrong.
2: Oh yeah, but it well, but it's okay. <laughs> everybody it's was a, very forgiving.
4: It's the first time you know four of the five people involved in the game have ever played the system.
0: Right. Well, so. maybe five from other rules corrections. I don't know. Uh, I know I
4: know. Tim has played Vampire before, yeah. but I have no idea how much. I think he's run it. I don't think
0: he's ever, pl- I don't know if he's ever
4: played
1: Well, are you playing v tw- the V20?
0: V20, yeah.
4: Yeah,
1: which is slightly different than the, but...
0: The, the dice mechanics are similar, but there's some serious changes, like the right. target number changes, depending on, that's what determines the difficulty right. of the task. As opposed to adding or subtracting dice from your pool.
1: Well, and I remember when you started the actual plays with the L5R, um, mainly L5R, you Mm -hmm. had the Savage Worlds play up there, too. But I thought that was part of the coolness of listening was you guys learning the system bit by bit, too. So I I like that.
2: Shows that we're human.
4: It does. It also (laughs) makes the APs more accessible to people. It also makes them more useful. I, I agree. I would think
0: because I agree. The, the you by listening to our L five R game, yeah. you can probably kind of figure out how to play the game. I agree. Yeah, by hearing it, I think
2: that's what an AP should do. I mean, I, that's when I yeah. listen to them, it's usually to get a to familiarize myself with a system I've never played before.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, APs fall into two categories to me. There's we're listening to p- gameplay, or someone's doing a radio drama. That's backed by gameplay, and both are cool and both have their place. I prefer the play, the actual play.
2: That's a that's a valid point for sure. Me
4: too. Because the g- folks at Gamers Table do radio drama, right? Kind of thing, and they're really cool to listen to. But you don't really get a sense of the gameplay. And they're edited, from, and they have sound edited effects, and, and they have voiceovers and I whatnot. I don't
0: edit it. I, I do on the on my back burner. I do have a. a, an, a I want to produce an actual radio play.
1: That would be
0: cool. Yes, that's on the back burner, but that's going to be an actual uh, all a scripted the amounts of spare like, time. Radio it's going
1: to be a horror mystery, huh? That would totally
3: be
2: kind of. Talking. You did the, you kind did an infantile of, yeah. comedy show, which was You're like sketch comedy and and fake
0: ads and stuff, and yeah. that was pretty highly edited and produced. Yes, it was. It took a long time to make each episode, which is why I it, it, produced <laughs> eighteen episodes in like three years. Right. Is that even available anymore? Yeah, you can, can go to angryfolk dot slash infantile comedy if you go to angryfolk.com you can find it there's a link there to it. yeah. you yeah. can get all 18 episodes or some of that there. stuff is hysterical <laughs> it was a lot of work I know yeah. Yeah. a lot of I've, songwriting
4: and yeah I've been putting up the APs of the games that we run at at my place mm-hmm. and the only editing I do is to add a voiceover at the front and at the tail end and it doesn't take that long but it it is a fair bit of work, yeah. Just to set that little thing up,
2: yeah. It's, it's kind is. of what Bill does with his Star Wars. He adds a yeah. little tag in front, a little tag in back, and he sort of he sort of because he a, starts recording and so he cuts out like the first twenty minutes of us sitting yeah, down and talking. Just, you
4: know, lead in music with a voiceover of what people yeah. are listening to, and then right. uh, v- music outro with a voiceover of you know who's playing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And if people are interested, they can find those at gmforgeworks.com
0: gmforgeworks.com. Give mm-hmm. me the link and I'll put it. In the I will menu. do that. All right. First email question from Jeff. Dear Mary, band of douchers. That's Jeff, a new one. It is Jeff. Jeff from Michigan here. I found your podcast thanks to Angry GM's second guest spot a few months ago. See, not everyone hates him. No, <laughs> um, or maybe they just stalk him around
2: so they can send him hate mail. It's like you know they follow him from podcasts I people love to, to hate podcast. Angry. They I, do, and he's he, he sets himself up to he be He does, that guy. and
4: yeah. that's that's totally his his thing, and he
0: does it well. Oh yes, yes, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he's good at getting people mad at him. The Don Rickles of DMing. <laughs> he <laughs> is. He's the Don Rickles of Twitter. Yes, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Since then, I've wallowed in your ever-growing backlog and enjoyed every minute of it, especially when Kimmy gets drunk and feisty. <laughs> uh, I will soon be DMing again for the first time. In over a decade... Yay! Is there an applause there somewhere on, the, on your soundboard? Ta-da! Uh, yeah. Yes. There we go. <laughs> uh, the f- everybody wins the fart game. Uh, soon, uh, first time in over a decade, starting with Star Wars Edge of the Empire. Yes, do. Star Wars is the one where Spock gets his hand cut off by Lord Voldemort. Sorry, spoilers. Oh! <laughs> ah! In the, that's God. okay. I've already seen it.
3: Was that Spock? Yep. Oh.
0: Spock. <laughs> yes. It was. Just, it was the first Spock, not the second.
1: Oh. Spot. When before they changed the Spocks. Okay.
2: It's yeah. like when they changed Darren's in Midwich without any explanation. I never noticed that you what you when I was with a th- kid. It was so. You <laughs> just can't switch Darren's. You just can't do that. I and I no explanation. Th- like, th- did, he, did she change him one night in different. her sleep? Yeah. Yeah. She's I a witch don't know, after know what, what you people are talking about. A Vulcan
4: <laughs> cannot change their spots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well played, Humor.
2: Jim. Boy, it's, uh, I wasn't expecting from you. It took me a couple of seconds. Okay. Dick Sargent was the first Darren, right? Well, they were both dicks too. There was Dick Sergeant and Dick York, yep. right? Or it was Dick, Dick York, York the was the first one, one. and the yeah. Dick Sergeant was the second one. So not only were they both Darrens, but they're both dicks. And I, you know, no. and no explanations. <laughs> like, did did Samantha just decide to change him one night in her sleep? You know, had a dream and Jake because she's, you know, yeah. ultra powerful. Because
0: the first one was much more angsty. As yeah, you know. much yeah. more high strung. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) in the past, you (laughs) mentioned having a character generation session with your players, which I intend to do, but I'm worried about overwhelming them with a brand new system. The game uses an unusual dice system, with good and bad dice making up a dice pool. The good dice have success and advantage, positive consequences or side effects of the action, and the bad dice have failures and threats, (laughs) negative consequences or side effects of the action with good and bad symbols canceling each other out and leading to situations where you succeed but with consequences or fail but still can make some progress. So it's it's sort of very fate then, in a way.
2: Um, with the pluses and minuses, succeeds and fails. its own weird dice, though.
1: That, that's what I was going to say is I don't know if I feel like... Because I didn't play Edge, but I played a fate hack of this. Yeah. And it, that's what it sounds like to me when he's describing it as, yeah. as fate-ish.
4: It's the way it's all about the way the dice are read um, because they don't have numbers, they have symbols. And it, it's a dice pool game where you're com- assembling a pool. So, so you
0: have a certain number of positive dice and a certain yeah. number of negative right. dice depending on the situation. depending on okay, circumstances right. and things like that. I would like have that. to have a sheet next to me to find out what symbol I'm meant what. I'm sure there is one. I'm yeah. sure there That's is one. There is one, dice.
4: I, I have actually not gotten to play it yet. I've thought about buying it about a dozen <coughs> times, but um, my impression is, for me, I'd have to just sit down with people who played it a few times, and then I'd have to just play it a bit before I could really wrap my head around how
2: memorize works. symbols and
0: hieroglyphs. I, it's Ooh. on my. It's on my list of yeah. purchases. Yeah, that, me too. I are going to. Happen. I just,
4: I, ne- I have to have an excuse to run it or play in it before I'm going to. Right.
0: Money on it. I'm going to probably do an AP of it at some point. That'd I love Star Wars. Great. Love me some Star Wars. Me too. Uh, uh, and progress pool. Good dice. Um, well, progress, yeah, uh, with good symbols canceling each other out. Um, um, combined with the eight races, six careers, each having three specializations, effectively giving you 18 classes, the obligation mechanic, a force back, forced backstory element, <clears throat> like a family that you care for or blackmail being held over your head. That has a small sort of Benny-like mechanic, with a pool of points that get traded back and forth between play the players and the GM. Wait, 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 wait! You skipped a whole sentence there. Did I really? Yeah, yeah. Black maybe being held over your head. That is a small chance of coming up during gameplay session. Oh, okay, sorry. The Destiny points, a sort of Benny-like there. mechanic, mm-hmm. with a pool uh, with a pool of points that get traded back and forth between the player and the GM, and you have a huge amount of information the player. The players have to digest before they can even start playing the game. I'm going to have three players <coughs> who have all played D&D before, so they have some background in RPGs, and possibly one player who has never played an RPG before. I'm afraid this will be a, be a terrifying new world for for them, where they even lack a s- small touchstone of familiar dice. With numbers or pips. My question for you, great swamis of douche. <laughs> swamis. That's a very underused word.
3: <laughs>
2: it's, underused. So, it's so 30s. I don't think there's an E in swamis. I don't I don't know. Swami. It's probably one of those umlaut things. Swam-
0: well, swami is spelled S W A M I. Would you just put an S on the end of it? I don't know. I've never seen it pluralized before. I, I don't know. Because you only talk swamie, about one swami. Swami, Swamoo. Right. Swamalicious. Swamalama ding dong? What advice do you have for running a character creation session when your players have never played the game before? Has anyone had experience with Edge of Empire or another game with weird dice mechanics? If so, what is the easiest way to teach the dice mechanics so the players don't look at me like I'm speaking Klingon? Stu, Klingon is the big, Klingons are the big hairy ones that hang out with Rick Deckard thanks in advance Jeff due to medical issues I can no longer take a drink alcohol I know life is, is not worth living anymore so please take a drink for me it's coffee
4: yeah I have
0: coffee this morning to nurse our hangovers after some asshole had a party last night good <laughs> <Pick an A. laughs> <laughs> so I want to um, let's answer his question directly and then I kind of just talk a little bit about overall about teaching sure new games uh, what I would
4: suggest is for uh, session zero character and world building Take the mechanics out of it entirely.
3: Mm-hmm. Don't even
4: don't even discuss mechanics or how the game game works.
3: Your your
4: D and D players will do.
0: probably buck that, depending on what they well, like. I was well, also going to say that I think that this
4: will probably be an, a harder adjustment for the D and D players than it will be for the guy who's never done anything.
0: Ding ding ding!
1: Not, Absolutely, not I think so. necessarily. Because I was going to say that is I think really good advice. I have a really hard time, ever since I started playing, not wanting to kind of understand how the mechanics are going to affect what I'm putting on my sheet. Um, Because I want that in the background. Not necessarily for maximizing character choices, but just... It would bug me to not understand what, you know, the cause and effect was going to ultimately be. Because I do think that is really good advice. We just... You and I talked about this too. That uh, I just started a requiem campaign. Mm-hmm. I never played requiem before, and was kind of trained... I was hung up on kind of how to build my character, and people kept just saying, "You know, well, don't think about it as a mechanical character. Just what do you want to do? What do you want to be?" And I'm like, I get that, right? But I wanna, I wanna understand like the skeleton underneath the flesh and
4: absolutely, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. the concept am creating.
4: And, and I think you were absolutely correct. I think were it me, with people who had nothing, had so little experience as what it sounds like his has players have, um, I would start from a standpoint of, okay, don't worry about the mechanics right now. Ta- let's talk about what you would like to do. What would you like to be able to do in, in the game? And then I would start feeding mechanical bits to them.
1: That, that I think I buy because I think that's part of it. Angry uh, said something in that chat room too that I think is really good advice <coughs> as he said because it's his idea therefore it's brilliant. Oh, um, it
0: angry in the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Angry GM is in the chat room. But that's he awesome. said run,
1: run a short uh, prologue uh, to the campaign with pre jans so go. that you yeah. can kind of get also them and they can idea. understand. No, I think it is a great idea, for sure. And that then would, they can yeah. kind of see the way and they're not necessarily invested in that character but they can and, utilize the mechanics on the sheet.
4: And with the mechanics, I would suggest start with the basics. Don't worry about edge cases. Don't worry about um, you know complex adjustments. Start with the basic mechanic and work your way out.
0: Yeah, I, I would leave, if it's possible to do so, the Benny mechanic, have that there, but don't really use it mm-hmm. during the first session and to get people used to the dice mechanic first and maybe in the second or third session. Okay, okay, now we're going to start introducing this, if it's possible. I, I yeah. don't know the game at all. Um, that It might be like fate and fate points where it's like that's Intemoral. an integral part of the game. Right. I'm reminded of
2: a character gen that you had Stu you're you're very good at this sort of stuff anyway we were all starting with gerps which some of us have passing familiarity with or vulgar versions or whatever and what you said was much like J- Jason is saying T- tell me what you want to do and I will tell you what it is you need to get, what skills you need and how many right. points in it to make that thing happen. So we all sort of came up with character concepts and said, well, or do, would you want to try this? And as you were explaining stuff and pointing it out, said, and you went from table to table, person to person, you said, here, read this paragraph, I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And you went and helped somebody else and, and by the time we were done with the character gym, we had a passing knowledge of the mm-hmm. game mechanics because you were very specific about what it is we could do. And uh, in a way, it was a great character gym because you were able to w- see what we were picking for our characters, Monitor that, um, help pick it, or even sometimes just say, you "Take this and this, and that will." And I can work with that. And it, by the time we started to play, I already knew what dice to roll. I knew what my skills were. I knew what the di- you know. I, I got it all just from that, from you helping out, building right. it. And you didn't, you didn't stand around and, and rattle off a bunch of mechanics for us. It was about. It was all part of the building process. Now, maybe that's
0: unique to Gerps because it's so everything's so. so intermeshed. I don't think so. I, I mean, any game system I've ever played. After I read through it, the first thing I do is m- try to make characters
3: because
0: mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Once you because d- that, that that you need you need to kind of understand the mechanics in order to make a character because that's that is what gives you the context of the choices you're going to make when you're making the character. So you kind of need to read through the whole the whole right. thing and just kind of have an idea of it. The very first thing I do is make build my own mm-hmm. characters and then right. have them fight each other.
3: Yes, that's I do the exactly same thing. thing.
1: Yeah. Yep,
4: me um, too. Okay, to address what angry was saying in the chat, which is creating a create a character without the mechanics means you risk someone making a character they love and discovering the mechanics don't work and the person feels like the character is a failure. I do not disagree. I do not disagree. What I'm what I'm driving at is from a con- concept standpoint. Don't worry about the mechanics yet. Once we have some idea of a concept, then we know what mechanics we need to to talk about and the things we need to to do mechanically to make that character work.
2: And I'm saying that the GM holds your hand as your character creating. Right. Yeah. It, it will it will absolve some of that.
4: Right. What it's I would absolve not the right do, word <laughs> right. what I would not do is info know. dump them before we started because yeah. no. none of it's gonna no. stick.
0: Yeah. Probably not. I, th- I, I mean, think
4: you'd be
2: surprised if the GM helps th- you create a character, how much you're going to understand the system by the end of I character agree. gen. I think it's going to surprise
0: everybody. I'm sorry, Stu. Yeah, I walked One of you. the problems I, with Edge of Empire, it is expensive. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so you may not be able to... And it's kind mm-hmm. of a risk. Like, if, a, if you're a player, it's like, oh, we're going to play this new game. Right. Okay. If I can go get a PDF off DriveThruRPG for, you know, 10, 15 bucks, great. Right. I got to go drop what is it? Probably 65-70 bucks for that box for the edge of Empire? Yeah. It's a lot. It's not it's not cheap. Right. And I don't think it's available on PDF, is it?
1: I'm I'm going to check that out check while we're it. talking.
0: I, I I seem to recall I looked for it and I couldn't find it. Maybe it, maybe I'm wrong. But with D&D 75% of your players are going to own the player's handbook. Right. Right. Yep. With something like this, that's a lot of money and people are, are are not going to drop that kind of cash on something if they're not sure if they're going to like it anyway, right? Or if the GM decides, oh, I don't do this anymore. Next thing you know, oh, great, I just Edge of Empire has a, a boxed. boxed starter set, yeah. right? That's what I, that's the thing I'm thinking of.
4: Yeah, I'm, and I think it is more expensive than the D and D starter set. Which is like fifteen bucks. At least the D- DVD D- store is said
0: nineteen, I think. at least it fits on your bookcase. Fifteen. Because uh, maybe it, maybe you're right. I'm not. I I bought mine when it first came out. So so I, did I. Um, I thought it was nineteen something.
4: Um, but that's better than dropping yes. for the 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 big book. Also, it's going to have information to handhold people through getting started.
0: Right. Uh, the the i think one of the things to address the concern about not understanding the mechanics well enough because i it's really hard when you're playing a brand new game to understand the mechanics well enough to make informed decisions when you're making your character right so what i did in the vampire game that we just started is i let everyone know okay for the first couple of sessions two or three sessions you realized you made your character wrong fucking change it i don't care yeah, you know, you, you realize, oh, I made it like this, but I made this concept of character, but I really should have this mm-hmm. thing. So can I move this? I think I think uh, Samantha did that in the first session. I wanted to move something from here to over here. I mean, yes, yeah, that's fine. Yes, um, I, especially I, if you're all new to it, right? Yeah, don't punish them for yeah, right. making a making a, an
2: uninformed
4: decision. E- even with Savage Worlds, which you know my group has played ad nauseum, if you do something and we get a couple of advances down the pike and you go, ah, darn it, I shouldn't have done that there because right. I screwed myself up for something. I'm like, go back and refactor it. I don't yeah. care. Be my guest. Enjoy. Have a good time.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, if you're talking about someone who's played a, a long time, to- no, even like when you start advancing, you realize, oh, I screwed mm-hmm. myself because I made right. this decision early on and now it's fucking me up. Fix it. <sighs> yeah.
4: Go back and redo it.
0: Doesn't
2: bother me a bit. Yeah, it's not going to change the personality of the character, it just makes huh. your character more right.
0: Efficient, so I capable, think so too. capable. Yeah. But um, good good luck. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Uh, no. Matt it's gonna be
4: in the fun. chat says, "Edge of the Empire beginner game on Amazon is twenty two dollars twenty eight Oh no, okay, well, that's
0: not cool. too bad. I would buy that.
1: I could not. I find might it buy that today. I m- might
0: do the same thing, huh?
1: I could not find a PDF. Yeah,
0: I don't think it is.
1: <clears throat> it it is being run, uh, I think two or three times at that con.
0: Yeah. So oh, I may have to play it. I think I might be in one of those. I, I'm. I send up for a Fate game on Sunday afternoon. Cool. So I'll finally play Fate. Cool. So I will be able to. Having played one game of it, you'll, you'll be, an be an expert, expert to speak on authority, authority <laughs> just like you. Exactly.
2: Now how about how about uh, teaching a new game to somebody? Do you just do the
0: character gen? Do you think that's enough? Or how do you ease them into no, a new I, game when you start? I, you, gotta I, go th- you gotta go explain everything step by step. I, I
4: I take a it's the same path but there's a a branch in the path, depending on whether I have a group that's totally new to the system. Or whether I have one person who's new to the system. Right. Basically, I'm going to do the same thing as if I have one person, I'm going to do this with them alone.
3: hmm
4: And that is, here are basic characters, and low level, and here is a very quick run-through that's going to highlight the critical things that go on in gameplay.
2: Like what Angry said. Apparently. Like what yeah. Angry was saying, yeah. exactly.
4: You know, here's a fight. Here's a skill test. Here's a social conflict. Here's you know the the critical things that you that this character is going to do. And so, if I have one new player who's never played the system before, um, I want to sit down and say, okay, so give me an idea of what you're thinking about playing. And you know, like to to put it in Pathfinder terms, um, I'm gonna play a, a wizard. Okay, cool. That's cool. I will set up a quick, and we'll be able to do it in one hour. Run through, here is your apprentice level wizard, and we're going to run through a basic, very quick adventure.
1: I had that experience once with Dragon Age, and I am had not played the video game, and it has a very rich world mm-hmm. uh, attached to it. So we played three, uh, three small... Prologue sessions with pre gens, completely unrelated to our character, but in that world. So we all got to play like dwarves and we all played mages in one pre. So then when we sat down to make a character, we actually kind of understood how they fit into the world and mm-hmm. what roles they played. So that, and we had had this sort of brief introduction to the mechanics so that we could.
2: I agree with that but I also like jumping right in. It's something that Stu does, it's something that Jason does, and it's something that the Moop does really well, which is you guys are so familiar with the game system. That you just, you just start. And and when we get stuck on something, you patiently explain mm-hmm. what it is you need to do to do that. Or you even say things like, are you sure? Because this and this and this might happen. Oh, oh okay. And as that rolls out, you slowly roll the rules out to us. Very carefully, right. very concisely. And, ex- and you don't dump it on us at once and get us overwhelmed. And as we play the game, the rules are basically mm-hmm. invisible yeah. until we need them. And then you hand them to us. And over the course of three or four sessions, all of a sudden right. we now know the rules. That's, That's not-
3: true
4: this goes back to a fundamental belief I've had about gaming since the dawn of time and that is that as the GM the rules are my problem that's a
2: very good point
4: I will will hand to the players as much or as little of the rules as they want to deal with for example Gina really digs the rules she gets into understanding the rules and how the game works and how things function Okay, Mm -hmm. so you know Give, hand all of that to to her that she wants. We have another player in our our Deadlands group that she's fairly new, but she couldn't care less about the rules themselves. She just wants to role play her character. That's fine. I am totally True. good with that.
2: Over the course of playing, eventually rules come up and you start to grok them. I yeah, think. and, and, I think and that she that's- is
4: she is understanding more of what she needs to do, but. She doesn't really care she just wants to role play her character
2: Yep. so I like that I like that statement the rules are my problem I remember when I ran the traveler game where uh, like the first con or whatever I said anybody here play traveler and nobody here's like all right grab two d six maybe three in case we're doing some extra yeah. damage and put everything else away yeah and I'll let you know when you need to roll them and right. everybody's like okay and I towards got that. the end of it now it's a simple <clears> mechanic <throat> and towards the end of it everybody understood the rules yeah that's
1: very true because that was my first introduction to traveler was that game and it was not scary at all. <laughs>
2: that's And that's, no, I think, the awesome. point in teaching a new system to somebody. You just got to remember eight. That's it? Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. I, I remember, eight is a uh, target number. We got pluses yeah. and minuses. I'll let you know what they are as we go. And by the end of it, everybody figured it out. And, and granted, Traveler is a very easy system to figure out because it's yeah. very intuitive and very simple. But I think that's the takeaway from this is when you're teaching a new system is to treat it like that. You know, when the players finally encounter something and they say, now, well, how do I hit something? What do I do? You slowly explain it to them as right. they go. It's that's all. It
1: can be a little <laughs> unnerving when you're because I was just thinking back to that experience and that was a really good experience and I was a very <laughs> new gamer
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when I played that game. Um, but also, if you have too many uh, backseat GMs at the table, sometimes it's helpful and sometimes it's uh, not.
2: Too
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, <laughs> <So> many <laughs> right. people. Yeah, if you have a couple of experienced players too and people are trying to the help, dance floor. I can I too I can many dicks on the dance <laughs> floor. Yeah, yeah. It's, too you're me help you. I'm like, no, I want to do this myself. <laughs> Stop helping me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, everybody don't help at once.
2: Yeah. <laughs> too many dicks on the dance floor. <laughs> no. Too many dicks. <laughs> What's that, what is that uh, meme? It's the uh, Flight of the Concord. No, no, it's uh, too, too many cooks. Too many cooks. Have you not seen the too many cooks uh-uh. video that they... Uh, no. Uh, at the end of this, go chip in too many cooks. Cool. It's hysterical. A note
0: on how to win an RPG from Daniel. Who would like to read this? I will. Go. <sighs> you jump. Uh, since uh, Angry's in the. He
4: references oh, me in emails, so that's oh, I why know. I was going to jump in. He, got, on this he one.
0: got pissed off and left. <laughs> <laughs> Did he?
1: No. <laughs> no, he said he had to drop out. He was bummed out. Right. G, go ahead. No, that's a, that's, I'm, I'm scared of the seven page one. <laughs> 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 I'm
0: like, I'll do this one. We'll do that in shifts.
4: Oh, okay, cool. G, go
3: ahead cool.
1: You go ahead and read this one and then I'll respond. Okay. Uh, hey, douchebags. I love the show and I'm making my way through your backlog with great fervor. I'm on oh, season seven at the moment. And we will probably be caught up by the time you read this email. That's amazing. I aim to keep this email short and sweet: one comment and one resource.
0: Uh, he's in season seven when we were reading emails that were three months old. Ah.
1: Okay. So he
0: doesn't know that he wrote an email, and he probably won't. Hear and it jumped it from, the queue.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the comment. In Season 7, Episode 4, I believe Jib said regarding winning an RPG that if you've survived to the end of, the, of a campaign, you're winning. I doubt Jib intended it to sound like power gaming was the point of playing a game, but that, just in case, I wanted to give my view on it. How do you win a pen and paper game? By playing a character that people miss when they're gone. If they don't really care what you're playing, you'll never know what winning feels like. An example: My girlfriend wanted to try out being a GM at her local game store when D&D Encounters was on a hi- hiatus. She decided to run the 5e starter box adventure, but we could make our own characters. I ended up playing the charming but foolish librarian Cornelius Adramar for the campaign. He was an old man who only recently acquired the ability to cast magic, though he wasn't particularly good at it. Okay, Star- I
2: love this character. I know by I the way. was just going to totally say it. I totally love this it. So character.
1: So reminds me of you. <laughs> No, it does, because it's a very... I love this character already, too. Um, He was not particularly good at it, or most things, really. Sadly, Cornelius died about halfway through the game, trying to save his compatriots from hobgoblins who insta-killed him with a crit. I chose Constitution as my dump stat to reflect being old. Very cool. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, We continued through the starter box with me as one of the NPCs, since we weren't sure how much longer it would go. Eventually, we finished the campaign, but the whole time someone would bring up Cornelius and how they wish he had survived. This is so cool. The module ends with the players obtaining a lot of resources they are free to spend at their leisure, and they dumped it all uh, just to resurrect him, even though we wouldn't be playing these characters ever again. (laughs) They just wanted the librarian to be able to go home with his compatriots. Aww. I know. you getting misty? It's so cool. It is awesome. Uh, that is how you win at RPGs. <laughs>
2: that's the only crying I have on that. My milk just dropped. <laughs> that was information I did not
1: need. <laughs> no.
0: So to speak.
1: Uh, I think that's awesome. The resource.
0: Dork's milk dropping?
1: <laughs> i'm sorry i said it anyway let's not dwell on it let's move along move i know along. i know uh, okay uh
2: Don't.
1: i know <laughs> stop <laughs> it help me help
2: it flew out of my mouth and i'm sorry oh my God. i can't take it Ch- back but let's room, keep moving help on. Me.
1: <laughs> uh distract me i gotta i gotta, I gotta some cannot be un, unseen <sighs> in my brain The resource. For folks who are still learning DD as players and GMs, I've made a cheat sheet for the game that boils down uh most of the rules into a readable format. I'm assuming five E. Um I believe so, yes. I've uploaded it to a Google Drive folder you guys can access. Uh thank you for making such an awesome show and keep up the good work. Daniel. PS I have a gumshoe hack for DD 5E if the Elder crew are interested. Custom character sheet and everything. Uh, removes a lot of the dead rolls in D&D games and gets you moving when, a rolling, when rolling a D20 would stop momentum, which sounds very cool. Hmm.
2: I've been gumshoe curious for quite some time since Stu talked
1: about I've, it. I've I've it's it's on my bucket list as well. I haven't gotten well. to... Yeah. But I want
0: to. Is Trail of Cthulhu is a Gumshoe based, right? Trail of Cthulhu is the Savage Worlds one. Oh, uh,
2: realms, realms of Cthulhu. I think that's it. Yeah, that's right. You started talking about it in in odd tones, and I'm like, that sounds really good.
1: Daniel, you should put that uh, Google Drive folder on the forums.
2: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Please do.
4: Yes. Okay. um, uh, About the comment that I made, he is absolutely correct. I was not in any way referring to power gaming.
0: I can't even remember eight seasons ago.
4: Right, eight seasons. I've made this comment more than once. Oh, you have. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's, mm-hmm. and he's absolutely correct. I was not in any way referring to power gaming. Um, and, and what I really meant was, if you're still go, if you're still going along at the end of the game, everybody's winning. If everybody's having fun with what they're doing, regardless of what's going on in the game, you're winning. That—that's the the criteria for winning. It, uh, at least in my
0: mind, you win by killing all the other characters. That's how you win.
4: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I think this vampire thing is getting a little too much into your head. And if you're the
0: angry GM, you win by killing
2: all the characters ever. Yes, right. And then Um, you won the indie. Right. Yeah. Except your favorite NPC.
4: That does not. Constitute winning, in my opinion. <laughs> um, if we've had an eventful game that's fun, that the players have had a good time with. Well, let me ask you this: uh-huh. Have you ever
2: played? Because I did this once years ago with AD&D, uh, like a game competition. And at the end of it, you have to figure out who yeah. who deserves the prize at the end of the game. So ostensibly, there's somebody that wins something, and they they win. And the way it turned worked out for us was somebody mm-hmm. that did the most sort of creative role-playing and yeah. creative problem-solving. Mm-hmm. Somebody that maybe saved the party or, or defeated a trap, and it kind of added up with like a bunch of sort of interesting successes, and the person that had the most of them won the book or whatever. Right. So yes. th- th- there is a precedent for winning stuff in a role-playing game, but it is a
0: little different than winning the game. I, there I, is. Gave, I gave away um, a gir- the GURPS set, um, I think it was the first con we did.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I had all of the players at the end of the game write on a piece of paper the pl- the one player that they would want to play in a game with again. And I did that with a traveler yep. game. Yeah, yep. and, and uh, I
1: did that in the games I ran at. And everybody, yep.
0: everybody voted, so should, and, and it usually do. fell down to role-playing and problem-solving. Yep. Right, we should do a, um, a, 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 a con, do an or, like an organized thing, and have... Have everyone run games in like a, a one session and then have the players vote who they thought the best player was and then grab those players and play in the next session, Ooh. play another you know, game and then steal those players for your That's, home
3: campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, no, I, li- I like this idea. It's different than the, there's a groups contesty thing there's that goes GURPS on at tournament the tournament. Yeah. At each of the tournament. Yeah. But you could do it with like, you just get those little glass beads and everybody at the table kind of gets two or three beads that they can give to another player. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's kind of in the moment, and then at the end, whoever's holding it gets. Yeah, I like it. You could totally turn like it. it, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, who wins? Who's the best player? Yeah, so, so there
4: is
0: a winning.
1: Yeah,
4: there in in that context, yes, there can be. Um,
0: and the winner is the person who the gym who gets to steal but, all the cool players at <laughs> the <coin>. end. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, Bob Cube, by the way, uh, corrects us in the chat room. Uh, Trail of Cthulhu is Gumshoe, and Realms is Savage World. Thank, Thank
0: you. It's so the way around. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I
4: haven't looked at either of them in any depth so I 'd never keep them straight in my head oh my God, I, o- I own older. them both
0: um, which is and I like them both which is why I always confuse them but uh, one one the one for fate' fantastic. Artwork organ. It. now it's all mixed media art. The Gumshoe awesome. one
2: is this long, long campaign, and it's got props and letters. No, and you're stuff. thinking of something else
0: now. Am I? Yeah, now you're, you're thinking,
4: thinking of Masks of Nyarlathotep.
0: Yes, I think I am. And that is a whole book that yeah. is a campaign. Yeah, that's and it's cool. got in the back of the book. There's probably ten or twelve pages of props. That's yeah. pretty awesome, and
4: it's designed to be played over a year
0: or right. more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I read it though, so I can't play it. Uh oh. Because yeah, well, it tells you what's going on in the first paragraph. It's like if you're it's a player, it's only a GM. Yeah, well, if it, if you're a player, don't open the fucking book, right? <laughs> because <laughs> the like first it. chapter tells you what's happening. Oh, the, well, the first like it's like the first paragraph or two, just like da 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 da.
1: Oh, Balder is. Uh, in the oh. chat room, saying he uh, wants to do a Twin Peaks series game as a gun sh- gumshoe game. Oh,
0: that'd be great! That'd be I, fun.
1: I've so always wanted to play a Twin Peaks game. Everyone
0: yeah. drinking coffee.
1: Yeah, with crazy. Oh, uh, we can't do back, that at the con wiping, anymore. And
4: Unless you buy the coffee there.
0: You can buy the coffee there. Yeah, if you want to
4: pay. I mean,
1: Use their coffee cup. Their
0: coffee is no more expensive than any regular. No, store. it is. Uh, and also, it you is. get coffee in your it's room. It's like
1: two bucks, two fifty more. It's like $7.70 no. for. I yeah. truth. I was just truth. there for a meeting again a couple weeks ago, and my five dollar and fifty cents. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought it was only like a little bit more. No. I, I thought it was like it's like two fifty or something is what I normally pay.
1: It was like seven fifteen really? or something. I don't no, remember. That you, last okay, time. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Are,
2: are you talking just a straight black cup of coffee or are you talking about a double half double decaf, half calf with a twist of lemon?
1: No, it's just well, it's a latte with soy. But it's the same thing I get at Starbucks for five bucks.
0: Okay. Really? Well see mm-hmm. I I always just get a
1: And actually get regular an extra coffee. shot at Starbucks. I
0: think it's only like three dollars for a regular okay. venti.
1: Yeah. That's outrage. Well,
0: it it, I'm, I'm it is. But you you also have coffee coffee makers in your room with like Folgers, yeah. yeah. No, it's not Folgers. It's, no, it's, it's it, I think it's Starbucks.
1: As long as it doesn't have goddamn chicory in it, I don't get that. Chicory, I don't get that. Chicory,
0: <laughs> coffee with chicory. <laughs> 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 Question huh? about superhero game from Eric. I
4: will. Art Stork, do you want? To? No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm to I'm gonna help start out this it? long right long vlog. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Question about a superhero game from Eric. I was listening to you podcast. I think it was fifteen oh seven. We haven't been around that long.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> old, but we're
4: not we're that rolled, old. But even I wasn't here in fifteen oh seven. And you were discussing running a superhero ga- RPG where the heroes were regular people and it was very deadly. I can't find it now. Can you tell me what the system- game system was? Thank you,
3: Eric.
0: It was my own game system. Was if it? If it was that, if it was fifteen oh seven, because I've been talking about running. Well, it's I call it mundane justice, and it's the games I'm going to be running at the pond.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. It's moment of truth.
0: Yes. Um, you can go to angryfolk.com/mot, and uh, the it's not the latest revision because I'm still in the process of laying out the next revision, but it's going to be uh, the game's almost done. Isn't book layout fun? No. It is. It is. <laughs>
1: I wish I could do it that for a living.
0: Whatever is the d- exact opposite of fun. I thought it Whatever ad- that word too. is. No. You're no, good at it. it. Is. I did okay. It's fucking tedious. Because <laughs> um, all the shit you have to do to every page drag sure. and drop. I like and that stuff. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. like, oh, and now I'll go to this page and, I'll, and then make the border and I want to drop shadow and this and that and then put the little. And you put the illustration in. Oh, I want it bigger and now all the words don't line up. All line about oh my page templates. <laughs> It's yeah. all
4: about page templates. I never figured out yeah. how to use it. I
0: usually think this right here, the thing called iStudio, uh-huh. which is, uh, it was not free. It costs money, but it it's, <coughs> the, it, ha- it did not have a very steep learning curve. Right. Uh, but uh, Apparently, it does if you use templates, because it's got, they call them master pages or something. Right. But, I uh, use OpenOffice, and I still can't deal with templates and stuff.
2: I, I get I, really confused. I produce
0: the, most of the ones up to this in OpenOffice, but OpenOffice is not a layout program. No. And I can't do some of the stuff no. I need it to do. The thing that I'm having the most problem with is tables. I need a program that makes tables look good and gives me a high-resolution output file mm-hmm. that I can then drop in as As artwork. a graphic? Yeah, I'm dropping... Yeah, well, this... iStudio doesn't support tables.
4: Okay. Right.
0: It just gives you a bunch of tabbed stuff. Right. You should go look at the old chivalry and sorcery book
2: where they, I think they just typed them out in Courier on a piece of uh, on a piece of t- right. <laughs> writer paper and cut and pasted it in there because it really looks like they just lined it up with a tab t- t- I don't want to do that tab,
0: tab, tab, I tab. don't want to do that. And yeah. Then, yeah, it was pretty fun They look okay, but they don't look that good because the, the images aren't that high res so, and I have to remake all the fucking tables again, but I'd love to find a program that Does that well? It gives me a a high out. Uh, High. They exist. I'm sure they do, but they're not cheap. Yeah, I don't. I'm sure there's a a spreadsheet
2: tables. Spreadsheet programs, Excel probably just does tables if you click the right buttons,
0: but I don't know. But I need it output as a like as a high resolution
1: Mm -hmm. hard
3: file.
0: No, they give you like 72 Mm -hmm. dpi. Okay.
1: There's nothing in uh in the free world. Not that I can find. Okay.
0: Not that I can find.
1: I'm gonna ask my friend Joe.
2: Okay, uh, you know, and yeah, we got, if anybody out there who's an art director or layout artist like Matt Widmer, such Frey, Frey, <laughs> let us know. I'm oh, sure yeah. he could probably help us out. He probably does everything in Illustrator anyway. Oh, it's just easier. I uh, just put I it all in here. Probably, yeah.
0: He's one of those guys
4: because that's what he does for a living. Yeah. Okay.
0: And, that, and now, the longest uh, oh, yes. game story. Yeah. This is never read. This might be longer than any of Jib's seven, emails. It is seven pages. Yes. Uh, this is not an invitation to try to write a longer email to no. anyone who's out there. <laughs> but it's so interesting,
2: we, yes. we, it's, we're going to read it unedited, but we, we may have yeah. to tag team. So like st- a, Well, there's like seven
0: pages. Yeah. yeah, I'll start with the first page. Oh, oh, well, I okay. haven't read yet. If okay. You, okay. you want me to start, you start with the So you can catch your, you get
3: got a it.
2: glass of water and oh, yeah, shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> Here That's, we go. <clears throat> this is like a filibuster. Is we what can this do is.
1: it. We can do it. Get your water.
2: You're reading Happy Jackers. I'm enjoying working through your backlog as well as keeping up with your, with your new posts. I love the gaming horror stories, but never thought one would happen to me. <laughs> After all, I've been gaming since 1979 and generally have had a great time on both sides of the screen. However, all of that changed this year at Gen Con. Do you have a no. dun-dun? There. Nice. This was the second year... My, uh, that my son and I went to Gen Con and this year we pledged to only try new systems along with attending as many game on demand sessions as we could squeeze in. What Plus, a fun pledge. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Plus yeah. attending
2: a live podcast of Mr. Rick and Martin. I'm going to pause there and I've said it before but I think cons are a great way to experience it's a new system. It's the
4: perfect time.
2: Right. You have no money invested. Yeah. You, if It's only four hours. If you don't like it you're like well now I know I don't want that or wow that's a great game. I'll go out and buy it. It's th- right. that's, the pl- that's the time to try something yep. new. Go out of your comfort zone zone and try something new uh, back to the email uh, our selection process basically consisted of austin and i going through uh, i'm assuming austin's his son and i going through the sessions lists reading the description and if it sounded cool clicking through and reading a blurb about gaming system uh, about the gaming system slash setting as well this worked great for 90 percent of our game selections however there was one session that was flat out bad one of the new to us systems we wanted to try was Arcanus. From the session description, quote, Emissaries from the Osirian Empire come to the first city in search of a fugitive from justice. The heroes race against the blue cloaks and the Katani, in an, in the hopes of saving this descendants, uh, dissident's life. End quote. Sounds like fun. It has potential, doesn't it? We showed up 30 minutes early for our session because we never want to be the gamers that keep the rest of the table waiting past the start time. We check in with the room manager to make sure that our table or session is assigned to. He points to the table. It's full of a big group of people who look like they're having a great time. Sweet, I think. This looks like this is going to be fun system to play since the room is dedicated to just two gaming systems. 30 minutes later, when our session was supposed to start, that group is still going strong. And there's no sign they're going to be leaving our table anytime soon. I become irked. Being an IT guy who is competent, I have this thing about staying on schedule. I check back in with the room manager, and he points to another table with only three guys at it and said we could join them. Okay, fine. I'll roll with it. We still get to take a new system for a test drive.
0: That's very weird that they let someone run that far into the next session, right? Uh, it seems rude. It, it yeah. seems like you shouldn't let that happen. Especially with somebody like this who's like, he showed up. I've got, Look, I right. got my ticket. What the hell? I'm the, and if they... Is the, I'm, yeah. It doesn't mean... Is the guy running that game that's going on right then, the guy who's going to be running the next game? That's what I'm wondering. If but so, look at your fucking watch. Yep. You've got somewhere near. To well Too bad.
2: Well, it may
4: play into this. Cause don't,
0: you actually, don't you pay to play games do. at yes. Gen Con?
4: Yeah. Yes, every every game. Yep. Uh,
0: it's not a lot. It's like a dollar, a couple
4: Depends. bucks. Depends. Oh, Some really? of them are quite expensive. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, like 30 bucks. What? Yeah. 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 Is
0: that like if you're going to play with like porn stars playing indie no.
1: or something? Or? No. but just more What's the money go to? What's the justification for that? It varies.
4: I don't think any of it actually goes to the, to the GM. The it goes to
0: Gen Con, doesn't it? Goes it? it goes to Gen Con, game. but
4: I am, I've never been, so I am actually not the person to answer that question. Oh, I'm
0: not sure I like that.
2: Anyway, carrying on. Uh, we're directed to grab some pre general characters from a different table. There is a mass uh, there are massive stacks of about nine different characters to choose from there are, are about three to four pages of info for each pregen and there isn't any quick start rule summary on the sheet or a separate handout alarm bells start to sound this doesn't seem like a no experience necessary character sheet we need or we should have been pointed to the pregen table 15 minutes before the session so we could actually review what was offered we just grab random sheets whatever we've done this before we're both game. We've both gamed for a long time. We sit down to our new table and introduce ourselves to Player A and B. Player B is also a fellow newbie to Arcanus. Player A, on the other hand, has apparently been playing Arcanus for over two years in their Organized Play Association. In fact, the only place he gets to play Arcanus is in Organized Play. Warning! He danger! Be- danger, Will <laughs> <danger, laughs> <Michael laughs> Robinson! Danger! You know, it are it in danger! It gets worse. He happens to be bringing in his personal Organized Play character.
1: As
3: you do.
2: Who is head and shoulders beyond the pre-game characters. <laughs> Oh, well, at least he's a really nice guy. Knows the system setting pretty well and isn't actually like a Timmy Power Gamer. The GM? Not so great. Well, let's be honest, he's awful. And it's pretty obvious right out of the gate. He explains that since this is a con game, he'll be easy on us <laughs> and, actually, and actually says, I will not kill any of your characters. Like I've somehow developed an emotional attachment to this little bundle of dead tree product with obscure markings on it. <laughs> My inside voice says, WHAT?! The actual fuck! My son gives me the aside eye. I think he saw me twitch at the GM's words. Well, the hell am I going to play a game where it's really no risk to create dramatic tension? I take an eternal cleansing breath and remind myself that this is about taking, uh, taking a new system for a test drive.
0: I'm, I wonder if he, that was addressed to the guy who brought his pre-generated character from the from mm-hmm. organized play thing. Well, I think it's a combination um, of everything.
2: Yeah. We then get dumped into the setting. I shit you not. We get one <laughs> paragraph of dry, no inflection, read straight from a photocopy exposition on how to how we got there and our and no uh, overview of the setting. He doesn't even ask for character names, what our character type slash class is, arcane, divine, etc., or anything. I've got index cards I bring along for gaming to cons so that we we can do table tents and put our character and player names on so everyone can role play better which by the way is awesome yeah uh, that's really cool that a yeah. player does that normally mm-hmm. as a GM I do that with people but it's cool that a players take the initiative to do that
3: let
0: me just mention uh, you probably didn't get one because you're already associated uh Hosier Rob oh yeah did you get one? I did. I got my contract. He mailed <laughs> in in character because his character is like an an employer of a like a military contractor in the build Star Wars Traveler game, and he basically wants to contract with all of us separately. <laughs> so I got in the mail I got a contract
3: oh my
1: god
2: <laughs> with all the boilerplate removed, it's actually he, yeah. I asked him about it last night he goes he took it from his company but I'm not going to mention the name of it and he, he got rid of the name of his company like, he put the, his company name like, on it it's got of it all the NDA clauses that's
3: and all this other awesome. stuff it's all the non-disclosure really, stuff but it was, that's really cool I got
4: this
0: letter in the mail and it's, it's addressed, addressed to, to Sparse Tangler. <laughs> I got one to Mazer and I'm like what? <laughs> that,
2: that <laughs> that's awesome. So cool. He didn't tell anybody he was doing it. He just sent I them know. off. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty it's awesome. It's so cool when a player
1: you,
0: goes th- that do extra. Always- do that kind of stuff all the time. Sure. But players almost never do. I, so. Yeah, that's that's cool. Cool. And it's
2: pretty cool because now he's sort of
0: involving all the players.
2: Right, mm-hmm. and, and, and that builds in on it. But it's still, it's like he's right. going, taking that extra step.
3: That's super cool.
2: Uh, so uh, anyway, the player 10 so everyone can play better. It's uh, pretty obvious. There's no point in pulling them out for this session. Yeah. As a side note, they got used at every other session we attended prior to and after this session. Per the introductory paragraph, we've been hired to transport some supplies to a town that is in trouble because of reasons. The GM is very bad at explaining something. Something reasons. Dragon reasons. exploded a mountain or some such. <laughs> Evidently, this is all stuff that has happened over the course of organized play and world building, and is way too complicated to explain
0: succinctly.
3: That's not a good.
0: Whatever. Saying. That's not really a. Good way to introduce no. the game to new people. No. No, what, uh, maybe, no, maybe the game he was going to be playing in would have been a good game.
3: I know. If it, it had run long, long.
0: right? It, but this this sounds like it, this is like organized play chapter five. Yeah. yeah. Right. You got st- and he got stuck in it. Whatever. The thing
1: with the organized okay. play, though, sorry, is you're supposed to be able to just walk into it no matter Right. Where well, the- yeah. Well, uh-huh. yeah. At any point,
0: they're yeah. doing it wrong. <laughs>
1: they're not winning (coughs)
4: fail
2: not winning at D&D okay so uh, (laughs) so it starts out with whatever we make it to the town over the course of a sentence (laughs) we I actually kind of like that we make it to the town over the course of a sentence exactly (laughs) we follow the sentence to its end and hey we were in the town (laughs) Uh, we won we learn from the next paragraph of dry exposition that we've successfully delivered the supplies to a dwarven foreman overseeing the reconstruction of aforementioned mountain or whatever we learn that in accidents, which obviously are not accidents, keep happening to the humans, helping the dwarves with their reconstruction efforts. We attempt to discuss these accidents and question how they can be considered accidents when only humans have been injured. The GM little says, uh, there is no way to convince this guy it's anything but accidental. Don't worry about trying.
1: I love that shit.
2: Don't worry about trying.
1: Right. Yeah. You're
2: can't, going to you fail. Right, yeah. You
4: can't do this thing you want to do, so don't bother. Yeah, don't worry about it. I, it's not
2: even a so bother. Oh, no, don't worry. Like It gets in the way. You know, you don't want to be talking to Don't worry about it. Yeah. At this point, I believe my eyeballs are beginning to bulge a bit. Keep in mind, <laughs> the dude is entirely monotone whole way through every description. Role plays absolutely none of this interaction. My son tries role-playing anyway because he's a damn good gamer and figures he just needs a prompt, the GM in a role-playing. He gets a mildly confused look from the GM. Austin had to explain to the GM that he was attempting to role-play. Evidently, the GM not expecting any of that kind of wacky thing for this session. However, we let the other players drive for a bit since one of them knows what he's doing and the other isn't super bothered over by the lack of role-playing. Back to the story in a monotone voice read right from the uh, module. Apparently, the dwarven leader's child is a seer or whatever and knows there are <laughs> dwarves who are going to to sabotage the construction to kill some people tonight. Oh, and by the way, there's an actual reason for this. To be a, an adventure in that we're be- our being here isn't just to deliver supplies, but to find a long-lost mystical box which nobody... Mystical box? <laughs> which nobody in this world... No shit about, other than it exists <laughs> and it is valuable, which begs the question, why do we think this box is worth finding? Because it's the MacGuffin. Yes! Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Bear in mind the GM never told us what the actual reason for our group being at this place was well, you, up until now.
4: You don't need a reason.
2: So with you just dra- go and do it. <laughs> <laughs> so with this dryly delivered revelation, we go out to meet our source to get to the town lowdown, or to get the down... Low on the real quest. Our source tells us our guide will show up tomorrow. Okay, I'm stumbling over my words. Now, tag out. Who's okay. next? Player B. B. I'll oh, go, I'll go. Got it?
1: Oh, Player B asks the source about supplies and which, which might be required for this journey and whether we need anything. I think he may just want have wanted to go shopping or perhaps he's been screwed over in the past when he didn't have a, a vital item on his character sheet in organized play. The GM shuts that down with no. You have everything you need. <laughs>
3: so, well, how
2: dare you go actually buy something right? that will make you succeed? Yeah. No, 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 none of Don't that. No, no. You have everything you need. not any
1: character shit. I am not going to improvise
2: any any shopping scenes. This Thank you very much. You <laughs> might actually get something that makes you that keeps yeah. you alive. And, so no, you can't. And have it
1: that. will draw you out of my very well prepared story. <laughs> and and pay attention, kids, because that's foreshadowing. Ooh. So. <laughs> Back to what is now obviously just adventure filler, the Rogue Dwarves. We wait till night to deal with the Saboteur Dwarves who are injuring killing humans, and we get our first run in with the Mechanics. Finally, Mechanics. Uh, Excellent. This is one of the main reasons we signed up for this session. The Mechanics seem simple enough. 2d10 plus a die based on your ability die type. Cool. But wait... There's also a proficiency bonus on top of that. And if you're proficient, the die you get from your ability will explode on max rolls, a la 10s in New World of Darkness. But only your proficiency die can explode. So make sure it is differently colored from all the other, d- light like dice. Uh, okay. I guess that's not the worst thing it could be. Right. But it seems really fiddly, crunchy, which isn't the fluid gameplay Arcana's suggests it provides on the website. Whatever. Some systems are easy after you work with them for a bit. <coughs> now, before this fight I thought was salvageable, I thought this was salvageable. Sure, the jam wasn't great, the mechanics were needlessly baroque, <laughs> and a whole lot of setting terms were flying by with no explanation. But maybe there was something worth seeing yet. Think again.
2: <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
1: The GM attempts to explain the initiative system which is based on a clock, D12 used as a counter, and your weapon attack move initiative. Don't worry, it's on your pre-gen. Lower is faster for actions, weapons, etc. Player A gets a 1 on his initiative and, thankfully, proceeds to do the GM's job by explaining the basic mechanics of combat. To attempt to paraphrase, on your turn you declare an action, execute it, and depending on the action taken you add that number to your initiative. So, if something is a speed 3 action and you take an action on a niche 2, you you can't act again until after initiative hits 5 on the D12 clock.
4: Oh, that's a neat idea. It's it's that in and of itself is an
0: interesting idea.
1: It is. My brain hurts. Yeah. <laughs> this makes, <laughs> less it com- makes
0: less complicated than the segments in Hero.
1: Oh, well, no, I was. I think that's so much easier. Really? Yeah, and OCV plus eleven stuff. minus the no no no,
0: no, 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 the initiative. Yeah. the, the different speed, the speed well, like yeah. chart. Right. Like you but, two, but five your speeds.
1: But wait. Okay. Because your speeds don't change in Hero. Th-
0: they can. That's when it That's when that system falls apart.
1: Okay. No, it it doesn't fall apart. What happens?
0: (laughs) It becomes very hard. What happens if you've made okay? If you've made initiative charts before the game started with all of the players and NPCs, right? And then someone casts a spell that changes four players' speed. That's hard. That
4: (laughs) if you do it that way. However, if you do it the way I do it, which is what phases you go in, your problem. Right, not my problem, your problem. Yeah,
1: and then if somebody does something that affects that's, that, that's when the GM is not worrying about the rules. Anymore.
2: Right. That's, that's <laughs> I was waiting for him to finish to say. It's yeah. so nice
0: to hear you that's say that. The GM, uh, that's when, when the rules are your, your problem, not mine. <laughs> that gets hard. You dicked with it.
4: It. the you dicked with them, and now you've made it your problem.
0: So fuck oh, Casey, uh. <laughs> right? How'd you know?
1: I know. <laughs> 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 because Casey. <laughs> I want to play that game again because I have the craziest uh, kick-kill... Yeah, this is side topic.
3: <laughs> yeah, the, okay, inside so baseball
1: D, D12 <laughs> clock. This makes some logical sense and seems like a decent way to deal with initiative. But wait, how much does movement cost? Answer, it depends. Uh-oh. There's five types of movement. All what? of which cost different amounts and can trigger attacks of opportunity depending on how expensive they are. Next person...
0: Here, look at the this movement cost handout. My eyes roll across <laughs> as I scan a full eight and a half by eleven sheet oh of my. action costs. This is like the Inuit version of like this initiative. There's like
2: seven words for twenty seven <laughs> words for snow. there's like twenty seven <laughs> initiative well, actions.
1: I think this is
0: What my life is going to be like, Saturday at 2 o'clock, roll
3: Master, Kurt. Oh! You're playing
0: Chartmaster? Yeah. I'm right there with (laughs) you. And we just had a small glitch, and it is now fixed. Uh, This is the point where everything starts to break down. Combat is an overcomplicated mess, if you're generous. The GM flat out said you could hand a veteran Arcanus player... Is it Arcanus or Arcanus? I'm beginning to think it's Arcanus. Let's say Anus. Because it, it rhymes just, with Anus. It's yeah, almost yeah, better. It's kind oh, of I, may, okay. I, it may not be the system's fault. Maybe it's just... It, I, mean, I don't know. Keep is, reading. Yeah. It's it interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, a veteran Arcanus player, a pre-gen, and there's a better than 50-50 chance he wouldn't be able to pick that character up and just go if it wasn't the same class they normally played. Holy shit, really. Uh, he didn't seem to realize that this was not a good thing. Yeah, what's the problem? Come on, you know it's a good pregen. I made it myself. Um, I always uh, play thieves, so well, you, I understand you, thieves. You right.
4: better yeah. pick a class you like right. when you start out this game, because you'll never be able to play a different one. Do
0: they offer degrees in the different classes? Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, attacking is confusing. Each weapon costs a different amount of initiative. That make, that makes sense to me, though. Like, if you're using, like, a big, unbalanced, two-handed thing, maybe that's going to take three initiative ticks off from when you can next use it. Whereas if you're using a foil, you might be able to go... and, and spoke yeah. the guy three or four times before he gets the axe back around that's, back that, around? that's
2: that great scene in Rob Roy spoilers it's for the final battle where uh, where Tim Roth has a foil and Rob Roy has the big uh, claymore and, right. it's, and it's yeah I, I won't tell you the spoiler you should really go you can fast it, it, forward all the way through but it's a great scene. battle scene it's a
4: great fight scene
0: that, that, that makes a lot of sense to me
2: and that's that ostensibly what happens in that fight, too. Because like, if he makes contact with that blade, it cuts through schools. But, sure. But, you know,
0: the, meanwhile, the guy's going through with his foil and dodging around and avoiding it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, d- but each weapon costs uh, a, a different amount of initiative, uses a different attribute die to hit, and the damage roll completely ditches the D10 plus attribute formula that some of the other shit used. Spell casting and martial maneuvers are worse as they add a cooldown mechanic on top of the speed thing, and you're supposed to try to combine spells and maneuvers. The initiative combat the I mean, initial combat was ridiculous. It took forty five minutes to knock out four semi competent evil dwarves when one of the PCs is literally hitting them with a flaming gladius. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that he's picked up through tournament play. Player A, our resident expert, is being helpful, keeping the ball rolling, helping us with our action selections as much as he can. But, of course, he's not playing the same role. He, no. His, his bachelor's is in No, no, no. Fighters. He's the one, I
2: think, that showed up
0: with his pregen so, right. character yeah. and the flaming gladius. Right. His degree right. is in his yeah. character. He's in flaming right. gladius, yes. yes. Right.
4: Which, you yeah. know.
0: As you can, but all of us newbies basically gave up on the complicated shit because it got us very little more than using hit with sword <laughs> would get us. The most the most hurt a character gets is one sixth of their staying conscious wow. point lost. Yeah, points lost. Awesome. I, I love the fact. That jump in? I love the
2: What's fact that that he had all these maneuvers and everything that they started really? with. And eventually, he's like, "I just hit mm. it with my sword. Hit with I a, just a, hit sword. a sword.
0: I hit with it's a hit sword. So much easier."
4: Okay, go ahead. I'll kick. I'll pick it up on the next page.
0: Oh, okay, keep going, okay. Uh, we eventually beat down and bind the rogue dwarves. Okay, it is interrog... Okay, it's interrogation time. Let's find out why they have it in for the humans and unravel this dastardly plot, again, the GM tells us. They won't tell you who they're working for. D- don't even try or anything. Literally. <laughs> wow. He said that, wow. Don't be- don't even try. Wh- what, what, what? It- <sighs> Now we get another monotone GM info dump as he rambles on about Dwarven lore for this setting, but it's all super irrelevant as far as we can tell. Sounds like the actual setting might be interesting. At this point, Player A steps away from the table for a while to check in with his wife, who is bringing him dinner and now we have no one at the table to provide gameplay guidance. Oh, no! <laughs> There's <laughs> There's safety nets. only
1: the GM. Right. Yeah. We can't trust him. No.
0: Oh, don't try that. <laughs> yeah. GM hand-waving happens, and it's now the next day. We meet our guide, who is uh, some one-armed dwarf that supposedly our characters know. Um, he's being accosted by the local dwarves for some unknown reasons. Maybe they hate gimps. Who knows? We chase him off, and um, apologies to uh, any one, uh, one-armed dwarves out there. Been to <laughs> um, we chase them off, and he tells us that he'll take us to the nearby dungeon uh, where the mystical box might be. Why? Who knows? At this point, I just <laughs> don't care. We're I, about didn't,
1: an, I didn't care two pages ago. Right. <laughs> it would have
0: been like, We're yeah, about I, an hour in, and I'm hating this. Player A gets back to the table. The GM fills in uh, on our meetup with the one-armed dwarf contact, and then tells hi- him there was a role—there was a role-playing choice thing, which we neither role-played nor <laughs> even heard about. That you missed out on while away from the table. I'll give you the XP for it. What? Uh, this? Uh, but, I. But, I know. Fuck that! What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, neither I nor Austin <laughs> and I got up, and ba- neither I nor Austin got up and bailed at this point. Even though, as soon as this happened, we both started pulling out our phones and actually talk about how bad this game is through text messaging, which doesn't throw the GM <laughs> at all. He's, fu- oh, go ahead and use your phones. Yeah, no, that's fine. Oh, GM yeah. hand waving happens again, and we make it to the dungeon. Don't worry, no role playing opportunities are presented along the way. <laughs> oh,
2: thank God! Yeah, we wouldn't kinda- want that.
0: No. no. Role-playing must get in the way of XP or some such. There are no descriptions of the journey. It's just, bam, you're there. Now we hand-wave our way through the dungeon. Nope, you didn't need no stinking descriptions of the dungeon. (laughs) You're here to fight shit. He explains, there's something going on beneath a rope bridge we've arrived at somehow. (laughs) Without any descriptions, <laughs> how would you know you're going to show up at a rope bridge? Would we, you want to sneak up on it? No, 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 you're just there. We hear some human getting chased by a troll that broke out of a cage it was trapped in. Well, my, my character's flaw slash compulsion, whatever, is that I'll never leave someone in need. So I rush off into twisting maze-like side tunnels trying to find, uh, trying to force a, a situation where I can role play. No, the GM says... I've lost says I've lost them after I reach a three hundred foot crevice. Um, neither Austin nor I try to do anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now it's passive aggressive player versus incompetent GM. Aww. Pretty much the only reason left we're sticking around is because we don't realize we've hit a rock bottom, and the other players seem to be having a decent time. <coughs> How they weren't also screaming internally is a mystery to me. We release the cage trolls. Because it appears they've been imprisoned by slavers, and all the players agree that slavers are bad. <laughs> Maybe we can role play an interaction with the poor trolls. Nope, forget that shit. At this point, they they point us on our way via monotone text box. <laughs> we find a room. The box. We find the room the box used to be in. But it's gone now. Okay. W- okay w- <laughs> w- wait a minute. So they go all the way through this dungeon
2: that they have no description of. They get to the MacGuffin that's now gone.
4: Right. Yep. <sighs> they moved the MacGuffin.
2: Yes. Well, uh, the, in, in a
4: in a a complicated plot twist.
0: Well, which we won't find anything out about because he's not going to tell you. I'm so glad we made this exciting trip. <laughs> As our characters leave the room that used to have the box, they notice some kind of shards on the floor of an adjacent room. The GM says he won't let our characters get near them because they turn into ghosts, which are fuckers in this system. In fact, he flat-out info-dumps that these shards will turn into ghosts. Doesn't ask for any checks from anyone. Nice. He just tells us that there's no way to help or fight these souls trapped in the shards with what we have with us, see
4: even a flaming gladius. Well, you could have go have, shopping and have right? your, you have everything right?
0: you'll need. Right. Yes, right. you have your anti shard bag. Yeah,
4: you, you know.
3: you, you no
0: shards for you, no shards or no. shards. No. <laughs> At this point, the GM says something about giving us the XP for fighting with the shards <laughs> anyway, since we announced we plant uh, we planned to tell someone back in town HQ about these soul shards to see if they can do something. My internal screaming intensifies. Okay, so they got XP for not actually doing anything. Right. right. For saying they're going to do something in the future. Oh, I see. It's just like Bill yeah. and Ted's excellent okay. adventure. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That's all right. Well, well oh, am I to to put my keys, my dad's car keys back in, the, in his pocket. Whoa. Okay. Well, he's got them now, so he must have already done it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> XP!
0: <laughs> we then continue through this dungeon area and find some guy who is alive despite having no bones. <laughs> he's alive he's able to move around but he got no bones that's like the kid that wore the the, the wolf shirt he was wearing he was an born, Edgar suit he was born without bones and they put the, the you know the three wolves banging yeah, at the uh, moon oh, he oh, put no. the shirt on and he grew bones oh. I, I read it on Amazon oh. Tres Lobos to the rescue again yep.
1: was that in the Where was that weekly world
3: news
0: no, it was a review on on Amazon for that shirt, and you know that. You <laughs> I know know those are the reviews. They're vetted. They those can't. They don't lie. Are, they oh, have so. to be true. Yeah.
3: Yeah. How, how helpful the how is
0: this review? Click. Uh, oh yeah, and it was yeah. helpful. to like yeah, like fifteen hundred of two thousand people. <laughs> That's awesome. With, <laughs> um, ha- despite having no bones, you could stay alive without having bones. You just can't do anything.
1: You just I, lie yeah. around. <laughs> your bones keep all your organs from falling in on each other yeah i don't know otherwise your heart
0: slides down into your lower intestines no it's all connective tissue they're all kind of connected together aren't they Uh, you're gonna end up like a gelatinous cube i would think
3: yeah i don't think
0: so i think you would be you would be laying on the ground very still okay
1: somebody quickly look up the science of having having no
0: bones bones. well look at mollusks they don't have bones
1: yeah but
2: D- they're designed yeah. dip, well, with muscles like, to keep everything. Uh,
0: yeah. Octopi. Well, they well, live that's in the true. water, <laughs> right? But they can get up and move around. Yeah, you know,
4: that's an interesting point. And but they can
2: crawl and stuff. I think because our muscles are connected to the bones as
0: levers and pulleys,
1: as so opposed if you have no to bones. You don't have a skull. right We can't
0: do anything. Oh, see, there is a problem. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have a skull, then there is a problem there, because then all of your
3: no orbital brain, brain fluid or glue. Who's out?
4: out.
0: And your eyes wouldn't Uh-oh.
3: work right.
4: No,
2: See, you get it, why why it would have was... been great to just derail his game by asking about a person with no bones and spending <laughs> the next forty-five minutes talking about the yes. physics of that, because that sounds infinitely and, more interesting than the game. And
1: a total side note: I, side note, I so totally want to play a, a soul shard in my next game that somebody carries around. <laughs> yeah, because that'd be awesome with no bones. Well,
2: yeah, because you're assured. Shirts yeah. <laughs> or pottery. We went through this. Has ridiculed me
0: long enough to find no, out some actual that. word.
1: No, see, every time we say it, there's a she, it's redemption for you. Yeah, it is.
0: The GM says this next bit is going to get graphic. He then proceeds oh. to explain magical torture in the most dry and mundane w- way I could imagine, <laughs> with no ability to capture the horror this should engender again he just info dumps that there is no way (laughs) to help the poor soul no checks required and tells us that we get xp if we end their suffering
3: Nice.
0: okay Okay. we're 1.75 hours into a four-hour session and i've had it at this (laughs) i had i had already packed up my dice about five minutes ago and pushed back from the table saying sorry but i'm out this game just isn't for me the GM asks if it's because of the torture thing in the module. Oh, it's, was that too intense for you? Dude. Dude, I've run Call of Cthulhu stuff that would eat your module as an appetizer and not even bat an eye. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry I grossed you out, man. I'm sorry, was that too intense? Was my, was my reading description just too
0: much that it put you over the edge? I tell him it's because this isn't role-playing. And for God's sake... Telling us not to worry about our characters being killed right up front sucks the drama right out of the game. He seems somewhat gobsmacked. Good use of the word. Yes. Yep, yep. And last thing I remember the GM saying in a vain attempt to keep us there as we walked away, and I shit you not. I can kill you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: you did. You did.
3: The
0: desperation in his tone was palpable. But wow he really
2: didn't get why we were out of there. So finally he says something yeah. that doesn't in a monotone. It's just, I can kill you if you want!
0: Maybe. Oh. maybe I can kill you if you want. <laughs> after we went, after that we went to the bar and drank while we bitched about the worst gaming <laughs> sessions we've ever, we'd ever played in. And that is my much too long Gen Con RPG story. Woo. Cheers and drink. Kevin I w- Lovecraft.
3: Nice. I nice. Wonder, nice. I Kevin P. Lovecraft's
0: to, great great you grandson. Should, you
3: should get
1: it XP for walking away from the table. You should.
0: Yeah. I see and
2: I, I the best exit line ever would have been, oh, was my was my description of torture too much for you? Dude, my last name is Lovecraft. That's oh, nothing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you got
4: nothing. Uh, okay, I will say that two th- oh, couple of things leap to mind. The game system seems a little clunky. A little? In, 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 in ways... C- can we blame that on the GM at this no, case? No, no, no. But I think, I think that the real f- flaw here is I see a
1: GM who may have never run a game before... Oh, lies. Have, have you never played with a... I can tell you. People that run at our con... She's calling me out. All the time. No, not you, but... That run game after game after game, and it's like this oh. game. Yeah, you raise <coughs> yeah. a point. There, there is. Yes.
0: we yeah. all played that. I want to sign up for one of his games. We all.
3: Yeah, play for one of his games. that already, might I work.
0: Did. I already did. And we actually. I actually had an
2: okay time, but he was very much like, oh, "Have you not done this? It would have been a wipeout." And we were like, "Yeah, that was. Oh, really? Great, thank you." There were, apparently, he had an agenda, and we managed to f- figure it out. Just my in time. my oh.
1: gaming story about that is uh and the room smelled like cat piss and subway that's how it starts <laughs> i'll write a letter
0: the room that that's how the that's, that's how, how we we set th- the scene that's, yeah yeah that's actually pretty evocative to think about oh oh you walk into yeah. the, room. the the
4: actual room where the game was being played and it smelled like
1: cat piss and subway
0: oh i thought he was like setting the scene no. in the game because no. that would be really evocative yeah. You walk into the room and it smells like cat piss and Subway. Yep. What do you do? Yep. What do you do?
1: I sat at a table <laughs> and played.
0: I, I sit down for four hours. <laughs> yeah. I sat, yeah, I didn't yeah, play. I, I sat I, down I, for four hours.
4: Yep. I will also say that um, he was about... He, he lasted an hour and 45 minutes, which was about an hour and 30 more than I would have.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. This guy,
0: uh, for the letter, not, yeah. not the personal experience. I would normally say stick with it. Because we I like we like horror stories, and yeah. you would have had more. However, you wrote a seven-page email in an hour and a half, yeah, hour hour, 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 hour forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been.
1: He, he took one for the team. A much longer he,
4: yeah, and day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I am so sorry that happened. And I,
1: I'm kind of with you on the the mechanics. It's not. That necessarily the system is, is bad, but it sounds like they're going for something that is a lot more realistic than, like, he's saying. He feels like he kind of was sold a. Because if you do look at the site, it says, unique game system encouraging the creation of well rounded heroes and simulates combat in a fluid manner. The mechanics are easy to learn and challenging to master. Yeah, that's
2: the old bait and switch, then. I, I, I get mm-hmm. it, it tells you easy
0: to learn and challenging to master
1: yeah so, uh,
2: no and it, and it does go back to our earlier conversation about the GM should keep the rules invisible yeah. that's on you yeah. that's on us on the GM to make it fluid for the players uh, I'm not sure that's possible with this system
4: no. I, I, I don't know um, it clearly the GM was either either totally new or totally inept and had a story he was going to tell
1: Well, it's an organized play
0: game. It sounds like it was a pre-made thing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, It sounds like, because he's reading box text.
1: Yeah,
3: because there's some reference to... Right.
0: Yeah. And And he's giving the guy XP, oh, you weren't here, but this happened, so here's your XP. And maybe with this organized
2: organized play, if you wander too far off the rails, all of a sudden now they're assigning XP that other players who run the system won't get, because they... So maybe he's trying to really keep it according the to is, the text
1: I think and I have mentioned this before because I've run an organized play and I thought the source material was excellent the Watsy source material it, it just because there's box text doesn't mean you have to read the box text
2: well literally me this if you're if you're running this and your players wander yeah. completely off the tracks let's say they go down there and they they reason with the trolls and they get uh, and then the next players come in and they kill the trolls they're gonna have various XP differences plus various awards differences and that's going to make them either an advantage or disadvantage for the next module there, they play ahead.
1: Yeah, because there is a certain amount, like a con game, con game of railroading where you're trying to get them, you know, it's like there are forks in the road and they can do different things and if it's a skill challenge they can get these points because they're not going to fight and kill the monsters but they're going to do this other thing. Um, so you're trying to get them to the, the same point. But yeah, if people are playing week after week and the worst case scenario is, I guess they're not playing in the same venue. Uh, they're going to have different right. uh, levels to their character, but they are anyway because they're going to get different magic items. They're
4: well, that's the in, thing. I wonder if that's what well, he's trying to avoid.
1: Yeah, a couple, a couple of things. In, for Thank example,
4: me. Pathfinder Society, which I have <coughs> played, um, you don't get XP for each individual thing in the game. You get XP for the whole thing.
2: Well, that makes a lot of
4: sense. Yeah. Okay uh... there are also reward rewards for your faction for doing a because every one of them you have the the overall goal of the of the of the adventure and then every faction has their faction goals and so if you complete the the main adventure but don't do your faction goals, you get these but not these.
2: Well, clearly that's not happening here because he's right. micromanaging out the XP and
3: yeah.
4: just handing it out. Yeah, right. that's true. A, in, in to comment on what Gina said about, you know, if you... Or maybe it was Stork, I forgot. Um, if you fight we the trolls the versus um, versus you talk to the trolls, okay? A savvy GM, you solved the problem of the trolls how you solve the problem irrelevant you get the XP you Either get the way same XP. carry on
0: exactly carry on with you yeah. now their their quick start rules yeah, yeah. download the PDF yeah. it's loading very slow it's beautifully laid out uh, <laughs> which you notice these days uh, their quick start rules look to be about 25 pages well
1: long. the and the the <laughs> book is 45 bucks I think I was seeing
0: this is the quick start pdf that they give away on the site it's almost 25 pages now gurps
2: GURPS light which is uh, gurps is a can be a crunchy complicated system gurps light is like
0: eight pages uh might be more than that it might be like 12 or 16 yeah Yeah. all right half
2: yeah right i would argue that gurps is a complicated it it It
3: has a lot to it as well sure sure yeah
0: interesting And it looks like it crashed my browser. Ah! Well.
3: <laughs> <The art laughs> this is game
0: just gets better and better. Oh, I'm that, doing a lot on this computer. It's the art is in uh, beautiful, penis. though. It's a, it's a lovely art. book. So yeah, beautiful. Um, all
1: right. That was it? an awesome story. Yeah, it
2: was. And I'd like to say, uh, you know, had you not played in this game, you would not have this awesome story to talk about. And, and it's really sort of a benchmark now that you can use as the low point. So now you know that every other game you play is better than this. You have a great story to tell... Oh, that's awesome. Mooc
0: says it's 32 pages long. My estimation was wrong, because I couldn't get to the bottom of it, because no. thing locked up. And you have... Oh, no, GURPS G- 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 Light is 32 pages. Kerb's Light is 32 pages. Okay.
4: You have a gaming horror story that you shared with your son. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, what a bonding experience. It's it is. Right there. It's like, how not to do this.
1: <laughs> Priceless. <laughs> the cost of Gen Con, $50. priceless. Yep. The cost of that game, a dollar. Hotel
4: priceless. accommodations, ten thousand dollars.
1: Yep.
2: Gaming horror story, priceless. priceless. Yep.
0: <laughs> All right, let's call it.
1: Yep. Sounds good. There it is. See everybody at. Uh, yeah,
0: we'll, we'll be recording. I don't know if we will be streaming next Saturday at eight uh, o'clock. If we get to stream, it'll be great. We may not. That's the wrong one.
3: We're
1: listeners of Happy Jacks.
0: Thank you for joining us for season fifteen, episode nine of Happy Jacks RPG podcast. My name is Stu. This is Gina. This is Stork, and this is Jib. And we'll see you next weekend at uh, Strategic Con Gateway 2015, September fourth through the seventh. Uh, that's it. Uh, you go hear the show live if we. Can stream it. Happychecks dot org slash live. Thank you for joining us, and we'll leave you with a song.
3: Exalted, ghosts dungeons and dragons, hero hath find the fatal savage one.